Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast. Morning, David. It's Ides of March. Yes, Julius Caesar was knifed down by Brutus and Cassius. Is Cassius one of them? I know that Brutus is one of them. <laughs> we all know that at two Brutus. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to the Ides of uh, uh, the Ides of March, and he was warned. He says, "Beware the Ides of March by a soothsayer or something." Anyway, here we are, uh, Denver, Colorado. Uh, March 15th, we wake up. Last couple of days, we had a snowstorm. Yes, and uh, I didn't lose power at all, so that's good, right? Yeah, I didn't either. So we got lucky. I mean, I didn't have a tree fall on my house, so that's good. Yeah, me neither. We're on top of things. We had, uh, unlike Texas, everything is working still. Yes. Um. Well, Texas, you know, they're fiercely independent until something goes wrong, and then they need help. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes yeah, it's really it's really sad down there because a lot of people got got uh, got hurt. Sometimes realizing that um, using the apparatus of state to prepare you for these things is better than just allowing a bunch of people to get hurt because you decided not to prepare for these things. That's, That's right. the difference between Colorado and Texas. But taxes. Taxes are lower in Texas, so I don't know. Well, how much snow did you get, David? It looks it looks to me like over a foot and a half, maybe two feet. How much? How much snow did you get? Well, I got somewhere. Remember, it drifted to about Mm -hmm. fifteen inches or so. But I went out in the middle of the yard and and measured different places, and it was about twelve inches. So it's about a foot. It's about a foot here. I saw yesterday uh, Ford Explorer in the middle of my street get high-centered. It wasn't, you know, on a hill or anything. It was just going straight. So if a Ford Explorer can't make it, my car certainly can't make it out. But I I bought a bunch of snacks in anticipation of this. I probably gained <laughs> two pounds over the weekend, at least. <laughs> yeah, good. Well, uh, also about the high center for the Ford Explorer, it is very heavy, wet snow. Yes. Very, very heavy, wet snow. And, it's, and uh, you can't shovel it. You, you can't just go out there and shovel it like light snow. Uh, you got to do it partially and partially and partially. And even the snow machines are getting clogged up. So you got to go be really careful with this, with this, with snowstorms like this. Because people who are used to shoveling really light snow can get out there and just shovel their walk uh, and just shovel their driveway uh, very quickly. But with a heavy snow, you can't. It's heavy. And if they think they can, they go out there and they overdo it and they get sick. Uh-huh. I sh- shoveled yesterday when we had about six inches. So I probably got about half of it shoveled. Um, it was a fool's errand because the wind probably made all that work relatively useless. Because it was very windy and there's a lot of blowing snow. So when I go out to shovel after the podcast today, not that I'm going anywhere because I don't know if I could get out still. Uh, it'll be as if I'd never done it yesterday. But I got a little bit of exercise, so there's that. I'm just pulling up the news here. Okay. With, with the accumulation, we see four hours ago, two hours ago, s- snowstorm becomes the fourth largest on record in Denver. Wow. Um, 
So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't for the faint of heart. It was legit. I mean, and I think that Denver's when known. Was, what was the top three? Because I remember back in 82, 81, 85, or something like that. 82 when I was born. 82. Yeah, it was it was a big one. There was a lot of snow. I mean, it was up almost to my waist. It was more than a foot. Um, let's see here. Of course, Denver's fourth largest snowstorm on record. They don't bother to tell you the top three. Let's see if Denver Post does better. I think Denver Post is ad-centric. Okay, here we go. 1913, 45 inches. Wow. 2003, 31 inches. 1946, 30.4 inches. This one beat the blizzard of 82. Ah, okay. Well, what was that, 2003? Yeah, that was a big one. Now... This 27.1, I kind of remember the 2003. It was pretty gnarly. But the 27.1, I think the blizzard of 82 was in a one-day period, and it was a December snowstorm. So all that accumulation stayed. We had snow all day Saturday, and it was warm. So a lot of it melted into water. And then Sunday, the... It started to accumulate. So they were saying, you know, a snowpocalypse. And I remember Saturday night, it had been snowing all afternoon, but I was able to drive home. And it's like, this isn't a big deal. There's like half an inch on the ground. But that doesn't mean that we didn't get several inches of snow that melted into water. That's why the blizzard of 82, I think, seemed like more snow. Yeah. And also notice 1913 was 45 inches, like a a Pareto chart there. Uh, Well... Uh, I wonder if, like the hundred year storm kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, look down in two thousand six, December twenty twenty first is twenty inches. Yeah. So, it's fascinating too because they say March is the snowiest month, but only two of these are March. Uh huh. A lot of them are early season. December, December. Well, look at that. Yeah. December, November, December, October, October, November, December. So 1906 and 1997 was October. Wow, that's really early. It's early. So, yeah, the 82, I know that because that was my first Christmas and you guys were snowed in. Yep. Had a little baby. Mm -hmm. That was fun. It was really fun because we had, uh, we moved in, uh, not long in before 81. I was born. Okay, yeah. We moved in in uh, in eighty one, and then it was a year later. We moved in eighty one. Uh, in uh, actually, November thirtieth was my separation from Los Alamos. I remember that thirty November. That was my last date, and we moved up here, and we stayed with uh, Tom and Joan, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, I remember Michael was a little baby. It was December 21st, my birthday. And so we came out and I said, and I said, wait a minute, Kathy, wait a minute. And I was holding Michael and I said, it's December 21st, my birthday, the winter solstice, first day of winter. We're going over to move into our new house because the furniture was arriving. 
and it's just starting to snow. <laughs> so I, I just stopped and said that, and we always, I always remember that, yeah. December 21st. So then a year later, it was you, know, a big you were born next November, and then we had a big storm. Really big storm next November, uh, next December. Yeah. So we have uh, the fourth largest storm. Uh, yeah, it was. It started as rain. Uh, of course, I'm I'm here in Golden. We started as rain, uh, and then it went to like sleet, and then it went to snow, and then the snowflakes were heavy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's where the the heavy. Uh, the waterborne snow and heavy snow came from, but we made it through. It's sunshiny now. Yep. A lot of people think uh, Denver, Colorado, um, Denver and Colorado is always snowy. Uh, well, no, this could be snow on the ground year round in the mountains, uh, but we're down here in the Denver plateau, and uh, it's sunny right now, and it'll probably be uh, sunny the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. They said 60s later this week. 60s, and it's just. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get a snowstorm. How many times do we get snowstorms a year, David? Maybe five. Yeah, something like that. Uh, and they're spread out. Sometimes they're together, but usually they're spread out in the fall and the spring. And that doesn't uh, count. Like there could be a dusting with no accumulation. That, we've, that we've that's not couple, that's not really a snowstorm. No, we've had a couple of those. You know, you think, oh, it snowed. Where'd it go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time you know you drive out. And by the time you get to the storage square, it's all melted and gone. Yeah. It just makes the roads a little bit wet, and then, then they dry up. Again, we're so high that it dries fast. Yeah. So I've been alive for three of the top five. I, yeah. I have seen a majority of the top five snowstorms in my life. How about that? I, uh, I am Denver. That's right. You're a, you're a native. Mm-hmm. See top. What are you looking up? Trying to look at what you what you were looking at there. Oh, do you want me to put the link in chat? Uh, yeah, so I can look at it. Yeah, you were live for the uh... There you go. Oh the Denver Post. I was on channel two news. Mm-hmm. I like the I like the bar chart. It's easy to it's easy to read. Yeah, you were born in eighty two. So there's eighty three. This episode of the Finally Kid with Tito Ortiz. Look at there, eighty-two and eighty-three, back to back. Christmas. Oh yeah, I remember that Christmas. Yeah, I really remember that Christmas in eighty-two. That was cool. And uh, I think that was our first uh, of the oh, new wow. Christmas tree we have. That was the first Christmas. Wow, that's cool. Because after eighty, after eighty-one, I think that was when we moved in. We had because we moved in the 21st, and Kathy says, "I want Christmas." Okay, so we hurried up, <laughs> and we had Christmas, and we had the little bit of Christmas tree there on the table, you know. And right after that, I said, "Let's go buy a real tree." I said, "Let's go buy well, not a real tree, but let's go buy a big one." And it was on sale after Christmas, and we bought one for on sale. We're still using it mm-hmm. from 82 to 81 to now. We're still using it. 
So that was 82. Look at there, Dave, back to back, 82 and 83. Isn't that something? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, 2006, 2003, and 2021. So you were, there's, there's, yeah, there's a lot of them. So yeah, um, we'll probably be snowed in today, don't you think? Yeah, I hope uh, the roads, well, they're pretty good here, very good at plowing the main roads. Mm -hmm. uh, you said you had a plow come down your side road? Yeah, if I dig myself from my driveway into the road, I should theoretically be able to make it out. Yeah. Again, I haven't looked out yet. They're less likely to plow your roads because you're not in a city. That's right. I'm, I'm an unincorporated unincorporated golden so you kind of need but some also, guy with also a it's like a it's like a cul-de-sac it's mm -hmm. like a it's a loop you need some guy with a truck plow to just do the neighborhood a solid really well they usually come by but it's like a day or two later yeah me too to get them with everything else i think the the fact that well they came by i remember this saturday night and there was no accumulation, and I hear this scraping while I'm on the couch watching TV. And it's like, what the hell? And it's a plow, and it's like, they they had him on duty, you know, and he was scraping up the half inch. And then, you know, fast forward to 24 hours later, there's a foot and a half on the ground. Yeah. So I, I have an unrelated thing. Michael sent me a clip on Instagram, and it made my okay. jaw drop. I showed it to Laura. She couldn't believe it either. It's from a okay. podcast. Do you want to see it? Okay. All right. I'm going to share the screen real quick. Oh, and I learned a new technique that may allow me to share the screen with you and the audio without having to go through the rigmarole on Skype. So we'll see if that works. Are okay. you ready? Tell me what you think okay. of this. I, I, I stay I'll in die shape. before you 100%. Yeah, no, I, 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 100%. I, I, I stay in shape, man. I stay in shape. I eat well, you know. Um, I don't drink alcohol that much at all anymore, you know, ever. I mean, not compared to when I was in my 20s. Um, I, I take care of myself now. Now it's about my kids. You know, I want to live. I want to outlive my children, of course, 100%. And I just look at it as just I take care of myself with everything I do, you know. Um, I wanted to be open uh, ever. I mean, not compared to when I was in my 20s. Um, I take care of myself now. Now it's about my kids. You know, I want to live. I want to outlive my children. Of course, 100%. And I what do you think of that? <laughs> he wants to outlive his children? <laughs> of course, 100%. That's what he said. He's a fighter. Yeah, I think he's been hitting the head one too many times, don't you? I think he has too. He wants to outlive his kids. Of course, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Of course, doesn't everyone? So Michael uh, found that clip on the uh, internet. And he sent it to me. I'm like, oh my god. I do think <laughs> there is something to that because there's a few fighters. This this guy in the middle here, he was a fighter. He's from Colorado. Uh, he has a lot of malaprops and says a lot of stuff that's wrong, and I think that. There is something to, if you get hit in the head over and over again, it will affect you. I know. I think what he meant was, 
I want to live for my kids. Yeah. I think I think that's kind of what I want to live for my kids, 100% for my kids. It's not like I want to outlive my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he, in his mind, that's kind of what he was thinking. And it didn't come out that way because his brain has been hit so many times that by the time it gets to his mouth, it gets changed. I, I totally agree. When I was younger, when I was a... Uh, 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 when I was a teenager, I played football, and I got hit in the head a lot. Because mm-hmm. back back then, uh, we were taught was were called spearing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were taught to spear them, uh, and spearing means uh, hit with your head. And and we hit hit we will add with our head, and uh, more than once our helmets came together, bam, it's just like two uh, rams or two sheep, bam. And I'm thinking, and I've been knocked out uh, on the field more than once, and that's bad. It's you know, that's why I didn't want you boys to play football. Yeah, I mean, I don't and, think getting knocked out is it's just as bad. Oh yeah, getting punched in the face, in the head. Oh yeah, that's why you and Michael are 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 sharp, you know, because you didn't you didn't play football and or boxing or anything. Yeah, I'm not sure I've ever been knocked out, so that's good. That's really good. That means your brain is a hundred percent there. Mm-hmm. Mine's not a hundred percent there. Uh, you still have your your. I, from what I tell you know what I what I can see, it can regenerate. You can bring things back and learn. Uh, I still have a lot there, but every once in a while I get connections that just don't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes uh, I never could spell where well, and a lot of times my my grammar or my language comes out kind of like crooked. I know what I mean. It's like him. He meant, uh, I, I want to live 100% for my children. I don't want to outlive my children. Yeah. So in his head, the thought is still there. And I think what happens is that thought cannot be expressed correctly. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens a lot. And I do that sometimes. I'll, I know what I'm thinking. I'll say something that doesn't really, what I say is just not really mean exactly what I, what I just said. Yeah. So yeah, that guy. Here's a. I think I'm still sharing. Too extreme. Nineties. Well, we're we're not giving the guy kudos because he's the smartest tool in the shed. Sharpest. Sharpest. Sharpest What I say. Smartest tool in the shed. Well, tools are smart too. I'm alright. It was like significantly more advice. You know who I wish was my dad, and I've never met him before, and he's. Hands down, the nicest comedian I've ever met in my life. Hold on. <laughs> I agree Do with you. Do you hear this? Not. So he's, I mean, the way that he speaks, he's got a lot of mouth. And I think that he got knocked out brutally a bunch of times, you know? Yeah. I think getting knocked out brutally is not good for your uh, overall clarity of speech, you know, clarity of thought. And it's kind of right. sad. I mean, people sort of, oh, let's make a compilation of all the times he misspoke. Isn't that funny? But it's like it might be because he's got mild brain damage. That's right. That's right. And now that now that you mention that, David, mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Uh, I I agree with you because, uh, like I, I've I've always said, and it happens today, in a conversation or in a meeting or something's happening, you know, and all of a sudden they go, oh yeah yeah okay okay, and I had. You know, I have to think about this, and I have to think about it overnight. 
And after I think about it for a while, then I can uh, arrive at a much broader strategy, right? I can't do that quickly. Mm-hmm. And I always, I always, I've always said, uh, I think deeply, but I don't think quickly. And that might that may, because I got knocked out so much when I was when I was a teenager. Could be. But that only happened two or three years. Not it wasn't a long long time. Well, yeah, I think that you see that people that played the NFL that they were in high school when they were fourteen. And they played until the age of 30. You know, that's 16 years of their lives that they were getting hit in the head. And that's, and, you know, the the power of the hits from 14 to 18 were less than the power of the hits from 18 to 22 when they were in college, were less than the power of the hits from 22 to 30 when they were in the pros. That's so right. it just got increasingly worse as they got older. Well, when I was in the ninth grade, yeah, it was in ninth grade, and and what? How old was I in the ninth grade? I don't know. That'd be like 14, 14 or 15. fifteen. Yeah. I remember because our high school was ten, eleven, and twelve, and I was in the ninth grade. And I remember I knew I was going to go to this high school, and so I, I go to their high school games, and I was playing football in junior high. Well, junior high was seven, eight, nine, so I was playing football in junior high, seven, eight, nine, and that was just little kid, boom, boom. You know, and uh, there wasn't a lot of spearing in in, uh, junior high. And it really got bad in high school. And it was really big in high school. This was a good high school. They had a good team. They won a lot. They were playing their rivals. And I think I mentioned mentioned this story to you before. And two people came together, boom, like that. And they got knocked out. And this one guy, he had his neck broke on the other team. He went home that night and he died. And I remember the news, oh, so-and-so from blah, 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 high school died and they were in this and the, and I thought, wow, that's terrible, that's terrible. The next year, my 10th grade year, I went to the high school uh, and I was playing with the guy who hit the other guy and killed him. Mm-hmm. And he really wasn't boasting he didn't. He wasn't proud of killing someone, but there was also an element of being proud of how good a player he was. And I remember vividly. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This this doesn't seem right. You know, I'm so good, and he died because I was so good. I go, something's wrong here. You know, and I was young, and I'm thinking. And I was questioning things, even though I was, what, 15 years old, 16. I go, no, I don't like this. But I played, and I did my thing, and uh, I got injured a couple times, and and I injured other people a couple times. And then after, then I went to college. I played two years in college. That's when I began realizing, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the more I thought about it over the year, I realized, this just isn't right. And I, I quit doing it. Yeah. Anyway, so now it's now it's official. Now my story is official in podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I think that uh, there are a lot of lessons to be learned in sports. Uh, and uh, and uh, one lesson, a lot of, in sports. And I think some of the best sports are soccer uh, or baseball, uh, even basketball. 
but where you have impacts and you hurt people, I, I don't I don't like that at all. Boxing and football, because football you think, oh, you're just you're just trying to make a touchdown. Not on the line. On the line, the objective is boom, hitting the other person. When the guy has a ball, you're not doing anything with the ball. You're tackling the guy, and so a lot of a lot of it is focusing on on uh, uh, well back in the '60s, in the '50s and '60s, was hurting the guy, mm-hmm. it was hurting the other person. I don't like that. No. Now Michael played baseball. I played soccer. Laura played soccer. I mean, I played baseball too, but and you played football, and we never really talk about. Do you remember when I played soccer and this happened? I think that you talk about when you played football in high school a lot more than we talk about when we played. But is that because you were there when we played? And we weren't there when you played? Well, notice I talk about football when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were conference champs and we uh, would beat we were undefeated. We tied one game. And so we were co-conference champs. We beat uh, the uh, state champions. But we were not. So we had two leagues. We were in this league. And we beat the conference champions in the leagues above us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Laura was a state champion, too. She was a state champion in soccer, yeah. And so uh, it, it was it was a, a big part of my life. It was more important. Football was more important than education. Mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. But for us, you know, uh, sports was important, only what it gave you. It wasn't important unto itself. But do you think and that what, one of the reasons that we don't tell stories is because you were there, you saw it happen. It and you, you tell stories about your football days because we weren't there. We didn't see it happen. Yeah. And also I tell stories because I think another reason I tell stories when I was younger is that it was so different then. It wasn't the same as today. It wasn't the same as you guys were little. It, it was different. And I kind of want you to have a glimpse of how different it was back then. It was very, very different. It was, it was, it was different. But part of it is wanting to relive those days, right? Like you said, we were conference champs. That was a meaningful accomplishment. Now, to yeah. me, it's like, I... I mean, I know that it was probably you were filled with pride. I mean, I won a lot of stuff when I was in high school as well, you know. And it, it was a source of pride from back then. And it's weird because once you get out into, like, the working world, no one's given you championships or trophies, you know. And so, like, when you're a teenager, it's really in high school. It's the last time you win stuff like that. And so it's like I have a fond memory of that because you sort of matriculate into adulthood and that those accolades stopped coming. Yeah, but in Oklahoma in the 50s and 60s, football was king. And I think we don't under I don't think we're going to understand what that means today. Uh, in other words, if you were a football player, I mean, people would get out of your way in the halls, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, people would stand and say hi, you know, and people I didn't even know and and, oh, the newspapers would interview us. I mm-hmm. had a lot of newspaper articles interview you. So how many times did you get interviewed for the for, for the Denver Post? You know, how many times did high school kids, uh, uh, were you interviewed uh, when you were in high school and uh, you were on the news? You know, 
So I had articles written about me in, in the newspaper and this kind of not just me, but our team and there I am and this kind of thing. And so when I went to when I went to school, my girlfriend back then, uh, she gave me this book, uh, a scrapbook of all the, the uh, newspaper clippings. Uh, and uh, sometimes it would be uh, uh, a newspaper clipping every single every single week on the high school football results. Mm-hmm. And who did what, and and who scored what, or who made what tackle, and we don't under that's not that doesn't happen today. <laughs> no. It didn't happen when you guys were little. No, but I mean Oklahoma also just had OU and OSU. Like in Colorado, in Colorado we have the Broncos, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, the Rockies, and we had the Broncos and the Nuggets from the time I was born. So we had we didn't have. You know, Friday Night Lights, I guess is what they call it, in Oklahoma and Texas and the southern states is huge. It's still huge. You know, if you live in Alabama, on Friday nights you're at the high school football games. And on Saturdays you're at the college football games. But there is no Alabama NFL team. You know? So There's a lot of... There's a lot of... And it was a culture back then. The culture was, if you're a football player, you were... The big man on campus, and you were in the high school, you know, and even, uh, and also your parents. My parents were proud because they would say, "Oh, your son did really good the other night. Oh, wow, you know." Mm-hmm. And so your whole family was recognized for the things that you did. I and I had people even today say, "Oh, I remember you. Yeah, you played football for for blah blah blah. You know, I don't want to for Memorial. I go, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching you." So it's kind of like a celebrity. Yeah. Uh, it, it was strange. It, it, it was just how I grew up. That's the way things were. Today, I don't see anything like that. There's nothing like You see prep sports on TV, you know, and that's about it. Yeah, I mean, today, I don't know. Like, you have high school kids that have YouTube channels that have 2 million subscribers. They have 10 million subscribers on TikTok. They can't go to the mall without kids their age saying, oh, my God, you're famous. And they're just high school kids. You know, they just dance in front of their phones. And it's like, you played a game. <laughs> you were conference champions. Now, I think to achieve celebrity, you really do need to use the Internet. Because you were validated by the local newspaper. They came and talked to you. That means that what you did was important. Now, these days, these kids, it's like, I got a $100,000 brand deal and I'm 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> that validates what I'm doing on TikTok. So it's 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 a different culture these days, for sure. It is. It is. And uh, and I guess, you know, in 50 years, it'll there'll be another culture. Yeah, so like... It, keep, it keeps changing. In 50 years, someone that was, you know, 16 today will be talking to their kid and saying, you don't understand. It was the wild, wild west. Anyone with a cell phone could build themselves a following, and I did it. You know, I had a million subscribers on TikTok. And the kid will say, what's a TikTok? Because I'm sure TikTok won't be a thing anymore by then, but it was popular now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll say, oh, you mean you only had a million? Oh, that's all you had? Yeah. Everyone has a million. (laughs) Yeah, everyone has a million today. You start with a million. 50 years from now. Uh You start with a million. Yeah, that's probably true. You know, things change. 
And, and I think it's a good le- that's a good lesson, David. Uh, no matter what happens, things are going to change. And like, and what people value changes. I mean, I know that high school football was not big in in Wheat Ridge when I was a student. I can't even tell you who was on the team. Uh, nobody really cared. But that's okay, right? It's just a different culture. Yeah. Yep. Well, I remember when I was in high school and it was, hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. And I go, oh, hi. Hi. I don't know who they were, you know. And uh, they knew who I was because I was first string, first string football. And everyone thought, I, that's the other thing, too. Uh, I remember everyone thought I was going to go to OU or OSU or Arkansas uh, for in football, you know, because I wasn't great, but I was above average, mm-hmm. uh, good enough to get a scholarship. But I never I didn't want to go that route. I didn't want to play football. I wanted to play. I wanted to go into the academic route. I just just wanted to do that. And then uh, people thought I was going to go into uh, music because I did that a lot, mm-hmm. but I didn't do that. And I, I think today uh, there's so much opportunity and possibility that people should do. Uh, people shouldn't be forced to do things they don't want to do. Uh, they should find ways of doing what they love to do. Mm-hmm. Because there's there's so many possibilities, so many paths uh, out there, and I think success is doing uh, what you love to do. I think that's the only definition of success that we should teach our children. Do what you love to do. Do what you have to do, but also you only do that so you can do what you love to do. Mm-hmm. If you love to do it, then you, you'll keep doing it. So yeah, I guess we sort of stopped talking about the snowstorm. Yeah, we really did. Uh, how did we, anyway, but, um, you know, Lord tells me, be very, very, I'm in my 70s, be very, very careful uh, shoveling the snow. Mm-hmm. This is very heavy snow, and older people, actually not even older, any age person, getting out there uh, who are not, if you're not careful, you can overdo it very quickly. I was huffing and puffing yesterday, so. Yeah, I went out four or five times, and I, and I spent about five minutes, you know. Or three minutes, mm-hmm. and I did, you know, about a roll, and I says, "I'm done." I go in, then I come back out and do it again, you know. Apparently, so I don't overdo it at all. Um, she says, you know, incidents of heart attacks go up around snowstorms, but I saw on the internet incidents of heart attacks goes up around spring forward daylight savings, which was yesterday. Really? So, having one fewer hour of sleep affects older people's. Cardiac health. I can see that. Yeah. Sleep. Okay, now we're gonna go off. The, we're gonna get off the snowstorm, snowstorm again. I, I've always said sleep. So many things happen when you sleep that I don't think science knows everything that actually happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you regenerate. It's just it's just remarkable how what your body does. Sleep is important, and sleep is not like you got to have seven hours or eight hours every night. Uh, I still don't believe that. Uh, I think over a week, you need so much sleep. 
uh, th there's limits. You should not get less than four hours sleep. Uh, you should never, I mean, consistently four hours. Like, oh, I can function on three and a half hours sleep every single night for the rest of my life. That's not true. Likewise, I can't, uh, I need 12 hours of sleep every night for the rest of my life. That's not true. Uh, but over a seven, eight, 10 day period, I can get by on four or five hours sleep for one or two days, as long as they get eight or nine the next day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I think I think your body adjusts. And I think there's I don't know, I, I, I have no idea, but I, it seems to me there's nothing wrong with that of, of going back and forth. Uh, but you do need sleep and your body will tell you, hey, I'm tired. You sometimes you need a day off and you just sleep in. Yeah. To regenerate. But once you sleep in, you then you can start working uh, pretty, pretty strong. And actually, you could get by with less sleep, maybe for one or two days. Yeah. If I can do one day. I When I was younger, I could do multiple days of no sleep. But these days, I can only do one day. And I, I do drag. I'm getting older, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they just announced this morning the Oscar nominations, too. Whoa, really? Should we take a look at some of them? Maybe choose one for Movie Tuesday? Yeah. And we'll watch it tonight? Yeah. If I can make it over. This one is on Netflix. Mank? Yes. This one's on Amazon. Sound of Metal. And this one's on Netflix. Those are the three... I think that we have all of the others are on streaming services we don't have. So we can so see what, what is Mank on again? Netflix. Netflix, Amazon Prime, Netflix. None of them sound good to me. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't matter whichever one you want to watch. What's Mank about? That that's Manx's about very... a screenwriter in Hollywood in the 1950s. I don't know. Let's look, take a look. Mankiewicz or whatever. Herman J. Mankiewicz. Oh, he wrote the screenplay to Citizen Kane. Oh. My guess See, is, again, Hollywood likes Hollywood. My guess is that he was a eccentric character. That would be my guess. Don't you think? This Mankiewicz guy? Uh-huh. Okay. Maria Bakalova. She got nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I I thought she did a great job. I was very impressed with her in uh, Borat's uh, subsequent movie film, whatever, <laughs> Borat's film. The, Second film. Sasha Baron Cohen got nominated for The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, he was in that? I guess, yeah. Well, I've seen him on uh, interviews. Mm -hmm. He seems like a really smart guy. Nice guy, smart guy. Uh, he did a good job with his movie. We could watch a short film. Oh, look at those. Colette, a con concerto is a conversation. That Do one sounds cool. It does. A concerto yeah. is a conversation. Let's look at it. Yeah, see, that's music. That's music, David. Virtuoso jazz pianist and film composer tracks his family's lineage through 
his 91-year-old grandfather from Jim Crow, Florida, the Walt Disney Concert Hall. That sounds kind of wow. cool. That sounds really cool. Where is it, though? It's interesting. Some of these... I don't, I don't see it on a streaming service because usually they'll put it in the sidebar here, what streaming service it's on. Some of these places, and I found this with independent musicians as well. My buddy, he came to town and he has, I just released a new album. And I bought the album and I got a download card and it had a code on it and I had no idea where to get the album. And then I went to the, he's like, oh, you got to go to prostreams.net slash my name with hyphens. And so I went to that URL, and then there it was. I entered the code. I downloaded his album. Well, I had the downloaded files, and then like I could sync it to the cloud, but then I could only play it through my cloud syncing service. I couldn't play it through Spotify. And it's like, just release the damn album on Spotify. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So it's like you're trying to... I don't know, make it exclusive to people or, or whatever, but nobody listens to music that way anymore. So do something else, I guess, is my is my point. So these smaller films, like a concerto is a conversation, if it's not on a streaming service, it's much more difficult to watch. Let me say, I'm going to say concerto is a conversation streaming. Oh, is it just on YouTube? Oh, it's a short film. It's 13 minutes. How long is it? What's the runtime? 13 minutes. It is on YouTube or on New York Times. Interesting. We can watch it now. We can watch it's just it right there. We can watch we it. We can watch it, right, watch it right now and talk about it tomorrow. We can watch <laughs> it. To, we can watch the whole thing tomorrow on That's stream. Why it's available to everybody online. Yeah. You don't even need to be a member of a streaming service. That's cool. My octopus teacher, Laura, was advocating for us to watch this one. It's nominated for oh, Best Documentary. She, she did. She did. She, she says we should see that. Maybe we can talk about a couple things tomorrow. Yeah. That one's a full length, though. That's an hour and a half. We can watch that tonight. Um, let's see here. If Laura gets home, we can watch that. We saw Onward. We saw Soul. You, you like Onward. O is for Onward. Yeah, put it into O for Onward. I like Soul better. I like Soul. Soul was good. I feel like Soul might win it all because Soul was, Soul won the Golden Globe, A. And B, Soul was a pretty good movie as far as I'm concerned. I thought it was really good. They did a really good job with that. I thought the writing was good. The, everything was good. It, it was it was very interesting. It had a lot of dimensions, uh, at least for me. It had a lot of dimensions to it, mm -hmm. you know. I, I it was this, it was this black jazz musician, uh, but then you get into his head, you know, and it, it's to me it's personal. It's kind of like what he thinks, what he likes, what it, what is is his. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay, we got actor and actress. Sound of Metal. That one's available to us. The guy is a metal drummer, and he loses his hearing. That's the uh, oh, I conceit. saw that. Yeah, I saw an ad on that. Viola Davis, um, an actress in a leading role. This is. I think these are both. No, this might be Netflix. This one's definitely. 
uh, HBO, which we don't have. We saw Nomadland. Did you think Frances McDormand was good in that movie? Oh, yeah. I thought she did a good job. Yeah, she was really good. Best director. We I, I think if you're nominated, you, you did a good job. Chloe Zhao, the director of Nomadland. You thought it was boring, though. Well, uh, <laughs> I think she did a fine job with that. But the subject matter to me, I mean, these people just driving around, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it didn't it wasn't something I guess I'm too used to a Hallmark movie. I watched one last night that you'd like. Really? What was it called? Uh, Surreal Love. <laughs> Did they get together in the end? They get together in the end. But it, see, that's what that's that's to me. Uh, I guess you know you live through good and bad, and uh, when you get older, you just want to feel good about positive things. Yeah. <laughs> when you're young, you go, "Oh wow, that was so terrible." Oh yeah, that person got killed. Oh, they, that could, his head blew up. You know, when you get older, you don't want to see that stuff. Or, or, you know, you watch a Hallmark film when you're young and you're like, that's unrealistic. Like, the world never goes that way. And it's like, yeah, it's unrealistic. It's it's idealistic. In an idealistic world, things would turn out that way. And so when you're young, you're like, that's, that's just not realistic. But when you're older, you're like, I want the idealistic ending. I don't want the, the realistic ending. I've lived through the realistic endings. <laughs> reality and sucks. I, reality, sometimes it sucks. That's right. And so I just want the idealistic. I want to feel good. I want to, oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, you can see the idealism in life. And that's kind of what you want to look at. Yeah. Because that, that makes you happy. And uh, the realism, the bad stuff, doesn't make you happy. It doesn't make me happy. I don't know why other people like watching that stuff. So, yeah, I think maybe my octopus teacher. Uh, maybe uh, Laura would watch it with us. I think she said yeah, she'd watch it again. And let's let's do, let's do the uh, concerto as a conversation. That that sounds good too. Yeah. So we'll see a documentary short and a documentary feature nominee. That'd be fun tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, I haven't seen either of them. And uh, so uh, we'll see two things. That sounds good. Now, we got a little bit of a late start, and we've only been going for 45 minutes, but I think we've covered the snowstorm, and I got some shoveling to do. Should we sign off for this episode and just pick it back up tomorrow? Yeah. I, is there anything else we can say about the snowstorm? Actually, uh, for those people, again, I want to say again to reiterate, a lot of people think, oh, wow, Denver snows all the time. No, it doesn't. If you could see... It is sunny outside. It's going to be sunny probably the rest of the week, all week long. And it's just going to be beautiful outside. It's the, the weather here, the climate and the weather is really nice. Yeah, we get we got we got dumped a lot of snow last couple of days, a foot to a foot and a half, sometimes two feet in places. In the mountains, it'll be probably two or three feet. But here, it's not so bad, especially uh, in one day by this afternoon, I'm hoping the roads will be clear and Laura can get home. She's at work downtown. Mm -hmm. She'll get home and uh, and we'll watch uh, movies tonight. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. So it's not that bad, right, David? Not bad at all. I was hunkered down. I was watching uh, movies last night, too, by myself. Eating potato chips because yesterday was National Potato Chip Day. I, I gained my potato chips. I gained some weight. But you know what? I made it through. And so did we. 
And we I made think, it through. I think we can end the episode there. Of course, it's not the most structured of our episodes, but it was fun. Good way to kick off yes. the week. Yep. And uh, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Well, to sign off, I guess I would have to say, keep on talking, but listen more than you talk. And try to understand what the other person is saying. Bye.